Hi, and welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and release weight while enjoying the foods they love. Today, I have an encore episode, um, an episode that I did on triggers almost a year ago now. And the podcast is actually um, reaching its two-year anniversary, which is just mind-boggling. We're coming up here on 100 episodes. And I just want to thank you for being a part of um, the community, a part of my listenership. Um, you know, this podcast wouldn't exist without you. And I greatly, greatly appreciate you tuning in week after week and sticking with me through my own growth as a podcaster, through background noise and bird screeching in the background and everything else. Um, and so I just want to really take a moment to appreciate you and planning to do something special for the 100th episode. Thank you for checking out this encore episode from uh, August 27th on Triggers. If you have ever felt like you are surrounded by triggers and, you know, you're super health conscious, but you really feel a mental drain, you know, even though you might eat healthy the majority of the time, you find yourself binging from time to time because you just get to this point where you're like so tired of trying to mentally control what you're eating and your behaviors that you just say, screw it. And you just go ahead and give in. And then you feel bad and ashamed about that afterward. Then this is what I refer to as an aware prisoner, aware food prisoner. And if you really want to move from being an aware food prisoner and feeling trapped by your triggers and be able to be a binge free boss who has mental peace and freedom with food, who can really eat when you're hungry, stop when you're satisfied without being tempted to overeat by triggers like something like smelling the Cinnabon or the McDonald's when you're driving by or, you know, people offering you food and feeling like you have to say yes or feeling like you're stressed out and just want to sit on the couch and eat at the end of the day, then I got you because we're going to talk about all of this. We're going to talk about the trap that keeps you stuck in the triggers and three steps that you can take to get out of that trap or to avoid that trap completely so that you can be a binge-free boss, lose weight permanently, and have peace and freedom with food. So if that's something that interests you, then keep listening. Let's go ahead and dive in. So first of all, I want to say that, of course, I completely get this particular struggle with triggers right? Triggers are, they're pretty much the crux of, you know, what causes us to go into cravings and have urges. And I don't have to tell you that a huge, huge, huge part of this is the food industry. You know, everything from scent marketing, um, where they give foods a particular smell or not even the foods, or they'll actually waft a manufactured chemically based smell that's even stronger than the actual food that they serve through the the air vents out onto the street to draw you in. So everything from that to, you know, the commercials that we see on TV, um, there's so much marketing around the food industry and the food industry itself, food engineering, increasing the reward that we get in our brains when we eat certain foods. Like all of these things play a role 
in triggering us in our environment. And not only that, but we also face, you know, the day to day, you know, going, you might go into an office where there's a break room and, you know, lo and behold, someone brought, you know, Krispy Kreme donuts into the break room. And so now you're facing that or you're facing people who want to give you food. And even though you may not even be interested in it, maybe you feel obligated to take it. And so there's all of these different circumstances, situations. Um, There's all of these obstacles, so to speak, in our environment that we face on a day-to-day basis. And you probably already know that we have a finite amount of willpower. And so every choice that we're making, i.e. every time we're saying no to something, our willpower is being depleted as we go throughout the day. And so that's how many of us get to the end of the day and we're just completely spent, you know, and we're tired and we feel um, maybe stressed out because maybe we had a hard day and maybe you have kids and you've, you know, been really keeping it together around your kids all day and really biting your tongue when somebody lashed out at you and, you know, keeping your cool in traffic. And then boom, you get to the end of the day and you're like a pressure cooker. And it's like, you know what? Screw it. I deserve to just relax and have some time to myself. And all I want to do is sit down and watch House of Cards and eat a pint of ice cream and chicken fingers. And if that sounded really specific. It's because it is. It's an example from my own life. (laughs) So I completely get this. And I used to struggle so much with all of the temptations in the environment. And, you know, I used to actually try to avoid the triggers. And this didn't work. And you probably can already guess why. (laughs) Because the the fact is you we have no control over our environment so i'll tell you a quick story i used to be a teacher and i would drive home from work and i would always pass this one billboard and to this day that billboard is still there and it is a billboard for a particular chicken restaurant that's based in new orleans i think it's spreading out now there might be more in the country but um it was based around really baton rouge which is um a town not far from new orleans so it's called canes chicken fingers. And I would pass this billboard and for many months, okay, many months, I would be triggered by that billboard on my way home from school. I would see it. I would, you know, basically you get off the exit because here's the other thing. That billboard was a sign for the exact exit that I needed to take to go home from school, from work. And so I would get off of the exit. I would see the billboard. You know, my the thought would be planted in my mind. I might try to tell myself, no, you don't need to do this. You had chicken fingers last night. Like, you don't need to do that. You know, it's money. It's expensive. You know, it's off of your plan. You're trying to lose weight, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, but I would find myself, you know, just like a zombie going into that drive through ordering the largest um, size of meal, adding extra fries, getting the big lemonade. And not only that, I would literally stop at the Walgreens after that and pick up a pint of Ben and Jerry's and a candy bar. 
And then I would go home and I would eat all of that watching House of Cards. And I would wash all that down. I would top all that off with a glass of wine, you know? So, I mean, there were some serious, serious numbing behaviors going on there. Um, But I was triggered by my environment, you know? I allowed myself, and we're going to get into this in in a moment, but I really allowed myself to be triggered by my environment. And trying to change my root home, that didn't help because then there would be a different trigger, right? Instead of the canes, there would be um, a McDonald's or there would be a Sonic or whatever. Like there would be something else. So I quickly realized that the answer wasn't to try to avoid my triggers. And maybe you've had the same situation as well. And the thing is, there's a reason why this happens. It's because our brains actually generalize. So the thing is that the response to the trigger is inside of us. You know, the way that we respond, the way that we react is something that we carry around inside of us. It has nothing to do with what's on the outside, even though the outside may be causing the trigger, may be causing the reaction. And so when we have something in our environment that triggers us, our brain tells us, oh, that's very similar to this other thing. And so the reaction plays out very similarly as it did with the original trigger. So, and you may have tried this already in your life. You may have tried to avoid the triggers. You may have tried to avoid certain family members or certain events or certain places in your workplace. And, you know, you just find yourself still getting into overeating and feeling like you're constantly having to, you know, put out these fires of being triggered all the time. So, you know, what we tend to do and the trap that we tend to fall in is this. When it comes to being trigger, triggered, what we usually do is when we get frustrated by these triggers, we we tend to blame We tend to shift the blame onto the trigger and onto the outside world and, you know, become resentful of these triggers in some cases, you know, whether we're resentful of, you know, um, that that partner who keeps bringing home the ice cream, even though they know you're trying to watch what you're eating. Um, We get resentful of like the food industry that does all of these, you know, in my interpretation, terrible practices in terms of like engineering food to be highly palatable and addictive, but that's a whole other story, you know, but we shift, we, we start to, you know, um, become righteously indignant and we want to really start to blame these triggers and we want the triggers to change. We want the environment to change. And I don't have to tell you that, You know, if we're waiting for our environment to change so that we're not triggered, we're going to be triggered for the rest of our lives. So this comes down to a choice, really. You know, at this point, if you're aware of this, it becomes a choice between blaming the environment and blaming the triggers or... We can become the kind of person who can handle themselves and remain unbothered no matter what our surroundings are.
And so really, it just comes down to making that choice for yourself. And what it does is it puts you back in the driver's seat, you know, when you can acknowledge that nothing is truly in your control except for how you respond, then that gives you the power. The power is in you and you carry that around in all of these different environments, no matter what. And so I call this idea developing trigger immunity inside of my, it's a part of my IAM method or IM method, um, which stands for identity, adaptable eating, and mindfulness. And these are the three pillars that I um, teach to really help you reprogram your identity around being an eater, being, seeing yourself as that healthy eater so that everything that you do evolves from that effortlessly. Adaptable eating is about really being a flexible eater in the world because our world is complex that we live in and we really need to have a well-rounded tool set for being able to navigate that and actually feel free and feel like we're moving towards our goals. And then mindfulness, which is really that um, that piece that helps us go from knowing what to do to actually being able to do it. It's what helps us to implement. And so what I want to share with, with you right now is from pillar number two, adaptable eating. And um, this is where we talk about trigger immunity. So I'm going to share with you three steps to begin building trigger immunity today so that you can have power over your environment, no matter where you go. You are in the driver's seat and you can respond in a way that serves you, which if in the moment that means, you know, not eating the Cinnabon or not eating the McDonald's, if that's what is what adds to your life in that moment, you can do that. But on the flip side of that, you know, you can also choose mindfully to indulge in something that you want and experience that pleasure fully without guilt and with full enjoyment. You can do that as well. It really gives the choice to you and allows you to be able to do that in a context that's um, ecological, you know, that really serves your overall well-being. So let's talk about um, step number one. The first step to build trigger immunity is to put it in perspective. You know, if you wait for the world to change, you'll be waiting for the rest of your life. So what this means is that we really have to get out of the blame game when it comes to these triggers. You know, it's, it's again, it comes down to a choice. So you can choose to do this or not. Um, choose the one that's empowering for you. But when we are being responsible for ourselves, then that's when we can start to actually move into this empowering place of awareness that allows us to navigate triggers without being, um, spot without spiraling into those behaviors that don't serve us. So that's the first one is to just put it in perspective, put the trigger in perspective, recognize that, you know, that trigger you don't have any control over it. What you have control over is you. Next, shift your focus from the trigger, which is external, to the internal experience caused by the trigger. So what I mean by this is what does that trigger cause within you? 
because it's it's not like, you know, you see you have a trigger and you automatically go into a behavior. No, the trigger causes something within you that causes you to make a choice or that then leads to a reaction. And actually, I'm going to backtrack because there there's a difference between reaction and choice, right? So it really causes a reaction. And then by building trigger immunity, we can get out of reactivity and we can move into responding, which is when we have choice. So how do we start to build this awareness by shifting your focus from the trigger, which is outside of you and something you can't control, to turning inward. And one way that you can do this is you can say, when you when you experience a trigger and when you're aware of it, you can ask, what does my body feel like? And this will give you some data, some clues. And the thing that you're doing here is you're building awareness about what your physiological response to a trigger is so that you can then turn use that brain generalization that we talked about earlier and you can always know, okay, like I'm being triggered right now, you know? And the thing is, if you're focused on the inside, then that gives you power because again, you know, what's on the inside is what's with you 24-7, right? Okay, so that was step two. Step number three is to shift your focus from what you can't control triggers. And I know this is a little bit repetitive, but, you know, it's really important that we shift our focus from, from triggers to what you can control, which is how you respond. So for example, you can build, okay, well, actually that's getting a little bit ahead of me. So I'm going to give you a couple of ways to think about this. So the first thing is how you respond to something that you can control. Once you have the awareness that you are triggered, then you can look at, you can turn your focus inward and say, what does my body feel like? And then you can choose, you can respond. You know, you can, like I said, you can either make that choice of, you know what, I'm, I'm not having that. I don't want that right now. Or you can make that choice of, yes, I want that. Um, and you can do it in a way that serves you. So you can make the choice that adds to your life and rather than subtracts from your life. And another way I want you to think about this is that we can really build this foundation that allows us to be more immune to triggers throughout our life in various ways. So for example, one of the things I talk about is the foundation um, of a pyramid. And at the bottom of the pyramid are things that we tend to make less important in our minds. We tend to focus on the tip of the pyramid Things like, you know, oh, let me go to the gym five times a week or, oh, let me, you know, cut all my carbs or whatever it is, you know. Um, But we don't really focus at the bottom of the pyramid, which is what are those foundational things that we need to have in place that really help us to function very well in life? For example, sleep habits, you know, habits of eating 
um, mostly whole foods, you know, um, ha- those foundational habits, self-care, um, you know, eating plenty of vegetables, drinking your water, all those things are at the base of the pyramid. And the thing is that when you have that base of the pyramid in place, those things increase your reserves of willpower. And so when we go ahead and make sure that we focus and prioritize that base of the pyramid, which means that's what we put the majority of our attention on. And if you're familiar with the 80-20 rule, you know, what are the, what's the 20% of effort that gives you 80% of the results? That would be the base of your pyramid. And, you know, a lot of us don't want to (laughs) For some reason, we, you know, I guess it's just not sexy enough. And we want to skip that. And we want to put our focus on fad diets and, you know, I don't know, doing, um, you know, I can't even think of any of the things right now because I've been so far out of them. But, you know, we, we want to grasp onto this, these quick fixes, these things that we think are going to quickly solve our problem. Um, and we just, we skip the things that really give us that leverage, like that start to, to create those results in our lives. And then these little tweaks that are at the top of the pyramid, you know, they, they'll be more effective when you have the foundation in place. But if you're focusing on the tip of the pyramid, then that's when you get your two steps forward, one step back kind of feeling or like being able to do well for a few days and then falling off and feeling like you threw all your progress down the drain. So that's tip number three is to really shift your focus from what you can't control, which is triggers to what you can control, which is how you respond and how you build that foundation of your pyramid. And those are the three steps that I have for you to begin building trigger immunity. And let's just do a quick recap of what you learned in this episode today. Um, so today we talked about, you know, the trap that's keeping you stuck in triggers and how to avoid it. And that trap was really about shifting the responsibility for how you eat and your choices onto triggers and getting into blame and resentment. So really putting your focus on trying to wait for the trigger to change. And the way, the three steps that I gave you to build trigger immunity so that you can avoid this particular trap is number one, put it in perspective. Um, Instead of waiting for for the trigger to change or for your environment to change, change yourself. Number two, shift your focus from the trigger to your internal experience caused by the trigger. And I gave you a question to ask, which is, what does my body feel like right now? And then number three, shift your focus from what you can't control, which is triggers, to what you can control. And I gave you two examples of how you can make that shift, which is to um, focus on how you can respond how you respond to a trigger, and number two, building the base of your pyramid nice and solid so that really triggers have much, much less effect on you um, effortlessly. And that's what we like around here, effortless, right? (laughs) So um, if, you know, anything in this episode today resonated with you, 
if you had an aha or if there's a step that you're going to take from the three steps I shared, please um, reach out to me on Instagram, tag me over there, DM me. Um, I love, love, love hearing about your wins and connecting with you and just being able to have that conversation. And I'm, you can find me at Rashonda Yates on Instagram. So I hope that you have a wonderful weekend or whenever you're listening to this rest of your week. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating podcast. Bye. Hi, and welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and release weight while enjoying the foods they love. Today, I have an encore episode, um, an episode that I did on triggers almost a year ago now. And the podcast is actually um, reaching its two-year anniversary, which is just mind-boggling. We're coming up here on 100 episodes. And I just want to thank you for being a part of um, the community, a part of my listenership. Um, You know, this podcast wouldn't exist without you. And I greatly, greatly appreciate you tuning in week after week and sticking with me through my own growth as a podcaster, through background noise and bird screeching in the background and everything else. Um, And so I just want to really take a moment to appreciate you and planning to do something special for the 100th episode. Thank you for checking out this encore episode from uh, August 27th on Triggers. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.